it was the hardest, most painful thing I've ever gone through. And I would never in a million years wish it upon anyone. Today on Coming of Age, we talk to Kendall or Jer. I was probably about 44. Eight or nine, I would say. When I turned 18 years old. 18. I was 25. I was 19 years old. Yeah, and I went, I'm an adult. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. I'm Simon Cecil, and this is Coming of Age, a podcast about the people at the Humphrey School of Public Affairs. Each week, we talk to one of those people about the moment when they begin to feel like a grown-up. And today, we're talking to Kendall Orgera. But before we get to her story, I've got some exciting news. This week, Coming of Age got accepted into the iTunes podcast world, so that means that you can find and download the podcast off iTunes and listen to it on the go when you're not in range of the internet. You can find that link down at the bottom of the page, along with a link to Facebook and SoundCloud. So check the show out, comment on the episodes, tell me what you want more of, what you want less of, or just what you think. All right, now on to the story. I've struggled a little bit with how to set up today's story. And so maybe the best way to start is by just stating the simple facts. Alzheimer's disease is a terminal illness, but it can take a very long time to kill a person. And when Kendall Lorger was just beginning high school, her dad began to show symptoms of what would eventually turn out to be Alzheimer's disease. I watched my dad die twice, essentially, starting when I was 14, 15, to him just not like being able to do, he was a carpenter, so not being able to do the basic things or remember what a two by four was or, find the um, screwdriver. I started the five stages of grief way before he actually passed away. So I went through an angry stage for quite some time. And to this day, I do my best to not get angry because I spent so many years being angry at my father, at the world, for him having to go through this. Um, At my mom, gosh, I was awful to her. And... She was hurting more than I could ever imagine. Um, and then it was finally when he was in his deathbed that I was like, this is happening. Got to the acceptance stage and I said, okay. When we think about awful events, we usually think about the loss. We think about how a breakup will mean the loss of a partner or a spouse. We think about how moving from a city will tear us away from our community. We think about the pain of having a loved one die. But while it isn't usually at the front of our minds, a lot of the time what makes a tragedy just that much worse is the logistical difficulties that come with it. Every death means that someone has to put aside their grief long enough to plan a funeral. And in this case, that task fell to Kindle. When my father died in August of 2013, I, um, I, Basically, planned my dad's funeral from making the video to doing the catering, getting the location, getting the flowers, you name it, and more than likely did it. I think I took it upon myself to say, well, I'm going to be the one to hold it all together. If anyone has to feel pain, it would ra- I'd rather it be me than them. Funeral planning isn't really something that most of us spend time developing the skills to do, at least 
I never hold on to catering ads thinking that these would be the perfect people to call in the case of a funeral. So for Kendall, planning meant doing a lot of things that she hadn't done before. And one of the things that she remembers, the thing that sticks with her, is creating a memorial video to play at her dad's funeral. I had started making the video right when the hospice nurses said he only has a little bit of time left. So I was like, well, it's going to happen. There's no curing Alzheimer's overnight. Um, so that's when I started making the video. It was a compilation of all of his pictures from a few months old to the most recent pictures. I tried to do them all in chronological order, put in his favorite songs, probably one of the hardest things I've ever made. Um, to this day, I still can't listen to the songs I put on there. I can, but it's it, I'm not going to be in the happiest of places. Um, and I can actually remember which pictures were with each song because I had to replay it and make sure that video was on was perfect. It's a 20 minute long video, so. But if I can sum up 60 years in 20 minutes, <laughs> I did a, a good job. It's strange to think about, but when you're planning a funeral you really want it to go well. And at the same time, it's also kind of strange to think about being pleased with how a funeral turns out, especially when that funeral is for a parent. So maybe it's not surprising that Kendall says she had a whole range of thoughts and feelings when the funeral finally arrived. In a lot of ways, I was actually just shocked. Um, people in my life ended up dragging like up to four hours to come to this funeral so I think they kind of took away my immediate focus on how everything went um so we spent a lot of the time talking to his high school buddies and his groomsmen most of which were his high school buddies um and his sisters two of his sisters just a whole bunch of family talking about his wonderful stories it was a great funeral, as awful as it is to say. I was proud of the work that I did. And I got a lot of compliments from all the old folks. <laughs> I had my grandmother's friends come up to me and say, will you play on my funeral? <laughs> as morbid as that is. But that was, um, I got asked that at least three or four times. And then, will you make my video when I die? I was like, I don't, I don't know, what? How do you answer such a statement? There are moments in life when you wish that the sun wouldn't rise, when it's hard to even think about continuing forward. But even when things seem just impossibly bad, the sun does rise, and life does move forward. And often, not always, but often, as time passes, even really deep wounds begin to heal. It was the hardest, most painful thing I've ever gone through. And I would never in a million years wish it upon anyone. But I'm thankful for the person I am today. Um, and a week after he died, I moved up to Minnesota from Florida. I said, okay, I'm starting life. And I think it was at that point where it was like, okay, I made it through. It was eight years of dad's illness. I'm making it through, and I'm still able to find a way to smile and and I know that my dad would want me to be thankful. I, I know that he would not want me to be sad. Dad unknowingly shaped me into the person I am 
and made me appreciate life every second that I have. That's our show for today. Best of luck to everyone with midterms. And join us next week when we bring you another story about coming of age. This question has been itching at me. What if today's my last day? Do I die happy? Do I look back at the life I live? Notice the kisses I give. See the people I've touched. Or even know how important it is to leave a positive impact. I'll probably know by how my peers react. But is it enough if I wasn't a good person in fact? My whole life I pushed others aside, lived for myself. And never shifted the tide. Can I stand in front of God on judgment day? I wonder if I even know what my own joke is. Probably that I lied my whole life to prove I'm hopeless. Yeah, cause this is life after death.